What's up, my fellow RDs? I'm stoked to be coming at you guys with another episode. Before we hop into follow-up post-event, and I'll explain what that means in a bit, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about my week and what's been happening and all of the crazy transit stuff with human design. So let's break into that first. Human design is based on like astrology and the Hindu chakra system and the chi and the Kabbalah and quantum physics. And I think I said astrology already. So it's, it can also be rather, it is heavily affected by like planetary positions and whatnot. And this week was emotionally heavy. So if you were feeling that too, that could be why. But it was like a little emotional roller coastery and I think I lost sight of the confidence that I need to have in myself as an entrepreneur, as a human, as from the human design perspective, a 6-2 ego manifester. And I really let fear get in the way this week. And I think that that's something that we all combat in our own different ways. And sometimes we kind of just get sucked into this scary fear bubble and we roll back into like working from a place of lack rather than a mindset of abundance. And it can be really easy to go back into that space because it feels safe, right? To like not put yourself out there, to not, hustle's not the right word, but basically just to not put yourself out there, right? Because when you put yourself out there, there's more um, space, there's more chance for it to not work, for people to not like you, for things to not go right. But I feel like that's also all the more reason to put yourself out there because the more you do that, yes, it's scary, but that also can present you with more chances for things to go well and for amazing opportunities to arise. So I just wanted to share that with you guys because that definitely happened to me this week and it sucks to get into that space and that mindset and to be on kind of an emotional roller coaster. And I think I've mentioned it here before, but like I am not an emotional person. So like to feel like you're on that kind of out of control is not fantastic. But I was able to check in with myself. And actually I talked to one of my friends who like is also into human design. And she was the one who like mentioned the transits this week. And I totally spaced that like, duh, that affects you too. So just wanted to say that, mention that. And I know, so if transits are confusing, think of like people saying Mercury in retrograde, right? Like that can be considered a transit. Um, that's a transit that stays longer than like a day or a week, but that also still affects us. So just wanted to give you guys some perspective there in case you're not familiar with human design and you are familiar with like Mercury in retrograde. So hopefully that's clear. Hopefully that's helpful. And I told that story not to like make it okay that that happens, but to remember that we can work past it, we can work through it. And it doesn't always have to be like our lives don't always have to be fear-based, right? Like we can come at things with confidence, especially when it's things that we're stoked about. And we know, even if it's not an immediate impact, we know it's going to be impactful. So give that a noodle, let that sink in. Yeah, that was my week. (laughs) The rest of my week considered with a considered. Nope, that's not the right word. What is the word I'm looking for? Guys, it's late my time. So please excuse my brain 
tonight. I don't even have a beverage with me. I have water. I guess that's a beverage, but still. Consisted. Consisted is the word I was looking for. Oh my God. The rest of the week consisted of a ton of meetings with dietitians, both in person and virtual. And I can't tell you how amazing it is to be able to connect with so many really cool humans. And it just reinforces the fact that we do so many different things as RDs, right? Like I've mentioned this before, like I am not niche discriminatory. I am not person discriminatory. And I think when you can come at a conversation with that mindset of like, I just want to meet a person to meet a person and they happen to be a dietitian, dude, you can have amazing freaking conversations and learn so much from people, so much from their lived experiences. Sorry, definitely didn't turn the volume off of my computer. So much from their lived experiences and it's really cool to be able to share that. And it's not just sharing knowledge, right? Like it's, it's sharing stories. It's learning about other people. And I missed that. Like, yes, I did it online for like the last three years, but there's something about meeting up with people in person or even like where I am, right? Like I know I've known a lot of the dietitians that I've been meeting up with because they were through my preceptors or we had classes together or whatever it may be. But if you're not already meeting with fellow dietitians on a regular basis, try working that into your schedule. It's also come to my attention this week that in conversation with other dietitians, that it is really hard to meet up with other people and to make time for other dietitians or to talk about work outside of work with other dietitians because at least in the clinical space, you're probably really burnt out you are overworked, underpaid, and that's the very, very, very shitty nature of our field. But it's happened, maybe come up in conversation like three or four times in the past week, week and a half, that people don't have the capacity to talk about work outside of work, right? Like it brings up not great feelings and that sucks. And I'm not just seeing that from dietitians in the clinical space. I'm also seeing that from dietitians in the either outpatient or private practice spaces, whether it be private practices that they work for, or private practices that they own. People aren't making space or rather dietitians aren't making space to connect with colleagues because it's, it's too much, right? Like it's too much in the workday and then it's also too much to people outside of the workday. And that's been kind of an aha, enlightening moment for me. And if you feel like that, like on your end, I would love to know, like, why? Like, where are those feelings coming from? Is it just that you have too much on your plate at work? Is it that you have family obligations outside of work that take precedence? Um, Yeah, I'm just trying to understand more. So like, if you're listening and you have thoughts, feelings on this, I would really love for you to share them with me. Um, Best place to do that is Instagram at the Dietitian Collaborative, all one word, and hit me up in DMs and just tell me that you listen to this podcast and we can have a conversation about it because I would love to know like what are some of the barriers to even taking the step to meet with dietitians, right? Like not even collaborate. Like what are what are some of the barriers you're experiencing to meet with fellow RDs other than the burnout, other than the Maybe you don't want to spend time on social and that's where other people are. Or 
maybe you don't like other dietitians in our field or you've had bad experiences with other dietitians in our field and that can be like another barrier to entry. So yeah, I was just noodling about that this week and I would love to know what your thoughts are as well. So I value your opinion and I think it's actually really helpful to hear from other people because like I can do market research, I guess. Um, I guess this is kind of also market research, but like I can talk to a million people, right? And like their answers can be different. So I'd love to know from you if you're willing to share. Okie dokie. So I've had really cool conversations with people and actually I posted it on my, um, on my Instagram this past week in real form. But every time, every conversation I've had with a dietitian in the past week, and it's been a lot, both virtual and in person, which has been really cool. But every conversation I ask someone, I ask the person on the other end, like, what can I do for you? Who can I connect you with? What do you need? Like, what can I do for you? And 99.9999999% of the time, their response is, wow, that's a really good question. And it's either you can do this, this, and this, or, hmm, let me think about that for a second. And I think that that's the response because we don't do that often as humans, right? Not even just as dietitians. We don't do that often as humans. Often we go into a meeting with the ideology or the purpose of what can I get out of this meeting? Not how can I help this person? And you'd be surprised how quickly the dynamic changes, how how much people can let their guard down when they realize that like you're not trying to sell them anything. And like RD to RD, you're probably not trying to sell them anything, especially if you're in a similar niche or even if you're in different niches, unless you're like selling B2B, right? In the RD space. And I am. Um, so it was funny in one of my RD, like in one of my conversations with a fellow RD, like we had just met on LinkedIn and she happened to be in Vegas. And I was like, hey, like, do you want to meet up for coffee? And she said yes, which is awesome. That doesn't happen often either. Um, But she's also like, like at the end of our conversation, when she knew I wasn't there for like malicious reasons or like just trying to sell her something, she like jokingly said that she had told her partner that she really hoped that I wasn't an MLM and that I wanted genuine connection like out of our conversation. And it's interesting because I didn't even think of people like seeing it that way. I also don't know what MLM I would be part of because that's not my vibe, but it's interesting how jaded our industry, our field can be because of shit that's happened to people in the past, right? Like we probably don't see that as trauma, but like if we're avoiding talking to like others in our field because of like shitty experiences that we've had in the past, that's still trauma. So that was really interesting and I didn't expect that. Um, but I think when you can lead this like really ties back into when you can lead with what you can do for other people, who you can connect them to, that's, that's what makes the difference. And that's what allows people to like, let their guard down. One of my RD friends like a week and a half ago said that like leading with altruism isn't expected. And I have a weird feeling about the word altruistic. I feel like that comes with like an inherently negative connotation, even though it means doing something selflessly, right? But I think a lot of people in our world, and again, not just dietitians, a lot of people in our world see people doing things as like, like altruistically as like, hmm, what's the catch, right? And that's really shitty because 
typically there is a catch behind it, but like there doesn't have to be. And I think if we can lead from a place of like genuine, what can I do for you and make that the norm rather than like being skeptical about offering help or offering resources, like complimentary resources, if we can make that the norm, oh my God, imagine how much better our field would be. Imagine how much better our world would be if we could take those small steps. So I'm not saying you have to do it right this second, but just noodle about it. Wow. Today's all about noodling, isn't it? Noodle means thinking in my world. I don't know. Okay. Weird side tangent. Are you guys ready? So I'm 30, going to be 31 in a couple of weeks, but I watched PB and J Otter back in the day on Disney channel. And they always did like a, a little song. It was like, I think it was called the noodle dance. It was definitely called the noodle dance. They were like, use your noodle. That's your brain. Um, I don't remember the rest of it. And I definitely butchered that, but it was like noodle, do the noodle dance. Yeah, it was definitely that. Okay. Well, that brought me back to like 1998. (laughs) Anyway, what I'm trying to say is you don't have to act on this immediately. I'm just giving you guys some stuff to think about. And I hope this, I hope that that's helpful. And that's stuff to think about just based on my week. We haven't even gotten into today's topic yet. Um, I do want to let you guys know though that next week's episode I think I'm going to be doing a little bit ahead of time so you're not going to get like a full week's update but it's because I will be on a plane on a very long plane or potentially in a beach on a beach in Fiji TBD I'll keep you updated but I am going to see my husband in Australia so if my Aussie Australian if my Aussie dietitians gosh guys man i am tired <laughs> if my aussie dietitians are listening to this surprise i'm going to be in your continent for two weeks and if you guys want to meet up hit me up on insta and we'll figure it out so that was just a psa to my aussie dietitians okay oh and then my most sincere apologies ahead of time because the audio is probably going to be shit because i definitely will only have like headphones with me not my mic and not my fantastically soundproofed room I think because there's carpet in here and there's curtains and I typically don't carpet or curtain like in my apartments so that's why the sounding the sounding man that's why the sound is great here anyway let's try and wrap this episode up with what you should do after an event right like the follow-up after an event and it's always in the follow-up also, I feel like I need some sound effect for this like I did last week. So follow up after the event. That's going to be my mouth sound effects because I'm not editing this podcast anymore. Obviously, you're getting me real. You're getting me raw and you're getting me sans beer, which I think makes me a little bit more gritty. I'm not really sure. I haven't had the edge off, you know, I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> so post event, you met, let's say five people at an event because that was your goal awesome. You did a great job. Pat yourself on the back. You spoke to five other humans who you didn't know before. That's huge. But after the event, like during the event, you probably went surface level, right? Like just vibed enough, maybe exchanged contact info, hopefully exchanged contact info. Don't pull a me circa 2019 culinary DPG at Fancy and only talking to one person then not getting info. Ugh, don't do that. Anyway, post-event, it's all in the follow-up and you can follow up a variety of different ways, right? Like maybe ask the person what their 
easiest means of connection is. And I find that a lot of people use Instagram. So that was a really easy means of connection for the people that I met at the conference that I went to a couple of weeks ago. So, excuse me, all of my all of my outreach or my follow-up was via Insta. And a lot of that is just like, hey, like, hope you had an amazing week. Um, I would love to continue the conversation that we had. Maybe via, you can do it over the phone. You can do it over like Google Meet, Zoom, whatever your preferred means is, right? But it's all in the follow-up. And I don't have like specific guidelines for this because it's really up to you and how you like to communicate with people and how you like to respond or initiate or wait for the invite, right? I'm talking all things human design right now. If you know, you know, you know, what I'm trying to say is we're all created differently and I'm not telling you to like go out and be an extrovert if you're not an extrovert and try and initiate conversation or try and pick up a conversation if that doesn't feel aligned for you, right? Perhaps, let me give you very specific advice for your human design right now. So for manifestors, you want to go out there and initiate that shit. So for my fellow Mannies out there, like this is when you grab the bull by its horns, by its reins. How does one ride a bull? I'm not from Texas. I don't know the things. Anyway, for my manifestors out there, you want to go out and initiate that conversation. So if you really vibed with someone, hit them up, follow up with them by your favorite means. And it can be really casual, right? Like I said earlier, hey, loved our convo. I would love to continue the conversation and get to know you better. Let me know your X, Y, and Z available dates next week, right? And maybe it's a couple of weeks out, but that's okay too. The sooner you can do that outreach post-event, the better, because then you're fresh in their mind. So even if you're meeting like two or three weeks out, that's okay. For my generators and manifesting generators out there, It really depends a little bit more in depth on your design. However, you are here to respond. So maybe someone else is reaching out to you and then you get to say yay or nay to it. I'm going to elaborate more on that in just a second. And for projectors, you're waiting for the invitation. So again, that may not be something that you are comfortable initiating in conversation, but maybe something, but maybe you are. So if you are, like a manifesting generator, a generator or a projector, and you feel confident in reaching out to someone and following up with them and asking them for um, just another conversation. Awesome. Go ahead. Do it. Love that for you. If you don't, then while you're at the event, if you can ask them, ask the other person that you're connecting with to be like, um, would you mind, like, would you be able to put this in your calendar and like, we can follow up after the event? Um, or like, would you would you be able to reach out to me next week and we can schedule a time to meet, right? So if you're bringing that back into your space because you know that your follow-up skills aren't fantastic and you're asking the other person to do that and you have that kind of mutual agreement, awesome. That is going to make it so much easier for you. For reflectors, it really depends like on the nuance of your design as to whether or not you want to initiate like that follow-up or be a little bit more passive in it. There's no right or wrong way to do any of this. I'm just trying to break this down for you guys so that you can at least have a a more concrete understanding of maybe why you follow up with people or why you don't follow up with people or why it feels uncomfortable or why it feels comfortable. So just wanted to give you a little bit of perspective there. Hopefully that was helpful and I'm happy to go more in depth into that too. Um, If you know your design, 
I'm always down for a geek out sesh. So hit me up on Insta um, again at the dietitian collaborative, all one word. And I'm happy to give you a little bit more of a high level explanation and like what could be a better method for you if maybe outreach doesn't feel fantastic after um, like an in-person event. I think that might be all I have guys. But it really is all in the follow-up and all in the continued relationship building. That's that's what the follow-up is, right? Like it's not a follow-up, I'm going to sell them. It's a follow-up, I want to continue to build this relationship and learn more about this other person. Maybe in that conversation, it clicks and you need to connect them with X, Y, and Z person. Or you have a resource for them or you have like another friend who has a podcast and they would be perfect on this podcast, right? Like there's so much opportunity that can come out of just having a conversation with another human. Again, regardless of what their niche is, regardless of what your niche is, go into every conversation that you have with, I want to learn more about this human on the other side. And then you'll be able to gain a better understanding and a better perspective for how they work with their clients. Um, But yeah, it's all about the relationship, the genuine relationship. Obviously, if you vibe, awesome. Um, But yeah, it's not a sales call. It's not a pitch. It's not a time to talk just about you. It's a time to learn and it's a time to see like where this relationship can go. And maybe you have a couple of more conversations virtually or in person post actual event. And then maybe it leads to a business buddy or a collaborative endeavor of some sort, or maybe it doesn't and that's okay too, but you know that like what their expertise is and maybe you can refer them out at some point going forward. So that's my two cents on this. I'm not going to physically drop my mic because that would make it, that would mean it would land on my computer and that just sounds dangerous, but I feel like I need a mic drop after that. Maybe, maybe not. Alrighty guys. Hopefully this resonates. Hit me up if you want to chat about any of the things, all of the things. And I think that might be it for today. Mm. Also, ha 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 ha. I'm three days out from my Las Vegas um, roundtable rendezvous, the first one of two. I'm stoked about it. The turnout is not going to be crazy huge. But again, I think the intimacy is something I definitely value. And I know the participants get so much more out of when the conversation is a little bit smaller. So I'm actually really stoked for this event. And I'll give you guys a rundown of this coming week's um, Roundtable Rendezvous in next week's podcast. So I will keep you updated. Also, because, because I'm probably coming to a city near you and it's probably happening way sooner than you think, I would very much like you to mark your calendars. Four, Denver. I will be there June 5th and June 6th. That's a Monday, Tuesday. So just be aware of that. If you are in Denver, would love for you to come. Next up, Chicago on June 9th and 10th. That's a Friday, Saturday. Also, would love for you to come. So like, just because it's in Chicago, let me, just because it's in any of these cities and you're maybe like a wee bit of a drive away doesn't mean that you can't come. I'm traveling hours to come see you. And my goal with this is to make it more accessible, right? Like not just have RDs from that one city there, but like if you're in surrounding areas, I encourage you to come to these spaces as well, right? Like your perspectives, 
from that different area can be really enlightening and insightful to someone in a different space. So give that a noodle. Oh my gosh, so much noodling. Ooh, now I kind of want ramen or pho. Ooh. Okay, sorry, distracted. (laughs) The next one uh, after the Chicago dates, the 9th and 10th, I will be in Providence, Rhode Island on June 23rd, which is a Thursday, I believe. Then New York City, Brooklyn, technically, on June 25th. Philly, Philadelphia for long. You know, like how people say for short. (laughs) Philly on Tuesday, June 27th. And then I'll be going up to Toronto, Canada on Wednesday, July 5th. Then we have a whole nice little summer breaky pooski. And I'll be in Charlotte, North Carolina on the 11th of August, which I'm pretty sure is a Friday. Then I will be in Miami on the 13th, which is a Sunday, and the 15th, which is a Tuesday. And those are both of August as well. And then finally, rounding out the trip in LA on September 10th and 11th. And and drum roll, please. I'm also probably going to add a NorCal date to the early September. I don't have that finalized yet. However, when I do, I will announce that, which is probably going to be next week. So I will let you know when I for sure have a NorCal date. Um, It's probably going to be in San Jose. So if you're in NorCal or if you're in like the Pacific Northwest, this might be a cool opportunity for you. I will probably do it on a weekend um, just because I know like the schlep up there is legit and real. So TBD, but very excited. Alrighty, my fellow RDs, I think that is officially it. I feel like I've talked your ear off and um, I could definitely use a nighty night beverage. And by that, I mean like water and sleepy times. So good night and uh, talk to you guys next week. Ciao.